Welcome to the Dental Marketing Mix. Online marketing know-how for dentists. With your host, Dan Bryan. Brought to you by Dentalscapes. A full-service digital marketing agency for dental practices. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Dental Marketing Mix. My name is Dan Bryan. I am the co-founder of Dentalscapes. We're a full-service digital marketing agency for dental practices. And I am so excited to kick off this podcast. And actually, uh, we are truly kicking it off as this is episode number one. And to that point, I couldn't be more thrilled to be joined by a real pioneer in the dental industry. Um, Dr. Grace Yum is joining us today. And and Dr. Yum is the founder and CEO of a really cool organization called Mommy Dentists in Business. And they are an international organization now. I believe they're, they're working in multiple countries. They have over 10,000 members, um, all moms, all dentists. Um, and it's just an awesome group for networking and professional development and collaboration. And I just, I, I can't say enough things about what you've built, uh, Dr. Yum. I think it's amazing. And I just wanted to, you know, give you an opportunity first and foremost to kind of introduce yourself. And if you wouldn't mind, just tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today. I know that you're a pediatric dentist by, by training, but how did you get involved? involved with uh, Mommy Dennison Business and what led you to this point in your career? Well, hi, Dan and listeners. Thanks for tuning in. I'm very honored to be here as your first launch episode. So I'm honored. Thank you for having me. What a treat. I get to share my story <laughs> with everybody. For sure. For those of you listening, I would say, especially if you're just starting out, it is so exciting and it is I remember when I first started, blood, sweat, and tears, so much work and effort and excitement all wrapped in one. And especially if you are starting your own practice, it's very much an entrepreneurial route and pathway and one that is tumultuous. My best piece of advice for those starting out is to take it a little easy. I think when you're first starting out, you go gung-ho and you're you're just really kind of super excited. I would say just pace yourself because it is a marathon. It's not a sprint and you are going to want to sprint. You are going to be in that mode of, I need new patients. What am I going to do to get more new patients? I need a book my schedule. What am I going to do to fill every hour? What am I going to do to have the A team? What am I going to do? There's a lot of to do's can be really overwhelming. And I have to say, if you want to be in it for the long haul, a decade or more, you have yeah. to pace yourself. Yeah, that's such great advice. And, you know, you you uh, you put me to shame, Dr. Young, because I didn't even get into what exactly I wanted to talk about today with you. But that is exactly that. It's what it's what you just offered. It's advice for younger dentists just getting involved in the profession. And um, I really want to focus on that because it, it's interesting to me, you know. I think, I think there's a lot of younger dentists out there, and actually my husband is a, a dentist and a professor at uh, UNC, uh, Adams School of Dentistry, um, but, but you know we see so many younger dentists that get out there and don't necessarily have the support system and don't yet know where to start or, or even necessarily what type of practice model they want to pursue. And so 
Um, you know, I wanted to ask you, you know, kind of upfront, maybe a little bit more personal question related to uh, Mommy Dentist in Business, the organization that you started. What do you think new dentists can do and should be doing really to develop a professional network and that support system that is so important to succeeding in their careers and really laying the foundation for um, their practice, but also their, their personal and professional fulfillment? Great question, Dan. And I want to tell all the doctors, young and older and experienced, your net worth is your network, hands down. Yeah. And if you can understand that concept and you can understand it's about the relationship and who you know, you will be successful. Of course, yeah, of course, of course, of course, you have to have very good skills and you need to be a great dentist and you need to know mm. your boundaries and limitations. You cannot please everyone every all the time. You cannot be the oral surgeon, the orthodontist, the prosthodontist, the endodontist. Pick and choose your hard and then excel at it. There's riches and niches. I really want everyone who's listening to focus in on you cannot be the jack of all trades and do everything well. Pick what you enjoy. Pick what you, whether it's Invisalign, whether it's implants, whether it's cosmetics, pick something or two things and be the best at it. Be world-renowned at it. Master that skill. Don't try to do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and a little bit of this. You are going to burn yourself out, and then you can also get yourself into trouble. Yeah, and it's interesting, you know, that you say that, you know, really focus in on being the best because, you know, I I have a background in the startup industry and, you know, so many entrepreneurs are discouraged from getting started because they see others out there in the space that are doing amazing things and they think, you know, I can never measure up to that. And I would imagine, I'm not a dentist, but, you know, you can tell me, I can imagine that there's a similar feeling, you know, especially when a dentist may, you know, consider specializing and thinking, you know, there are so many others out there that are already doing this so well. How can I possibly measure up? But, you know, I had a great mentor who once told me, you know, it doesn't matter that other people are doing this. It doesn't matter that you have competitors. I mean, you just need to do it better yourself. You just need to, you know, do what you do best and and you do you essentially. What, what do you think about that? Is that is that fair game? It is fair game. And going back to your first question about how you get plugged in, it's very important who you surround yourself with. It's very, very important, whether it's for networking reasons or your own camaraderie or friendships or colleagues, who you spend your time with and who you learn from is very important. And number rule number one, cut out the toxicity. You cannot be around people that can't support you or be happy for you. That's rule number one. Rule number two is like I said, focus and hone in on being excellent and providing excellent care and service, but know who you are. It co- it goes back to knowing who you are. If you know who you yeah. are and you know who you want to become and and build yourself up to, that's half the battle. And comparing yourself to others does you a disservice. Because there's so many things in the world that you can compare yourself to and, and not just what you do, but it goes, it goes without saying, for example, um, 
eyelash extensions, or it could be a hairstylist, or it could be somebody who makes sunglasses. It could be, there is a gazillion luxury designers and they have their own voice and they have their own following and they all have their own brand. So figure out who you are and who you want to be and who you want to portray and what that image is. And people who support you and love you for who you are, that is the most important. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to ask, uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to invite you to step into my time machine. Uh, And we're going to go back in time to when you were uh, first getting out of dental school and you were embarking on your journey. And I know you ultimately decided um, to open your own private practice and you had a two location thriving pediatric uh, dental practice, uh, which is amazing. But what were some of the initial challenges that you faced getting out of school um, as, you know, a dentist new in the workforce? What were some of those challenges that you faced and how did you overcome them? And what would you, you know, suggest to the, the next generation of dentists now um, as to how they can approach those challenges? Sure. Oh, I'm old. So when I graduated, it was a different time. <laughs> so am I. It was, there, was no, there was nothing really like Google and SEO. And it was just about the time when websites were just starting, right? And, yeah. and so my challenge is when I came out, and listeners are going to have a different challenge, but to make it more relatable, I couldn't find a space, a physical group of colleagues to connect with. And more importantly, being young at the time, 27, 28, and female, at the time it was majority male dentists, there weren't as many female dentists. And I wanted to learn from both. But if I went to a meeting let's say Chicago Northside or, or and, and that's, I was just making that up. But like, if I went to some kind of meeting, I would feel intimidated by all the senior doctors there. Right. And they kind of stayed in their little clique and would give advice to the younger, but then the female, the women, uh, I would say colleagues or doctors, I would try to plug in with, or they would give you limited information, But then there were also boundaries in which they would have their own study clubs where they would say, oh, well, we already have a pediatric specialist, so we can't let you in. It's only one specialist per. Or there was not enough time. Other women, you know, they were having babies and families, and they were not interested in study clubs or meetings. And there were no online chat forms. There were no online – the dental town wasn't even a thing then. So it was very difficult to build a community – where you can get peer review and study clubs going. It was very, very difficult. This is before study clubs. So I would say Mm -hmm. now it's different for young dentists. In a way, I feel that younger dentists are, and I'm not saying young as an age, I mean in in experience or just coming out. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that you all have a plethora of resources. There's no excuse. (laughs) You have no excuse not to get plugged in. Because I wish I had all of this, what you have now back then. Yeah. 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 uh, That's great. I mean, beyond getting involved in the study clubs and well, joining mommy Dennis in business, um, beyond, beyond plugging in professionally like that, 
you know, mentorship is such a key uh, and important thing uh, within dentistry, but also within, you know, any industry for that matter. Um, how would you suggest uh, a young dentist? And like you said, in terms of experience, not necessarily age, but how would you suggest that dentists um, approach identifying and then, you know, maybe asking a potential mentor uh, for guidance and help? How, you know, that can be intimidating. Like you said, you know, there's when you get out of school in particular, you know, a lot of these senior dentists that you see, um, they just almost seem untouchable. How do you how do you approach something like that? Well, first and foremost, I think mentorship works really, really well for a younger generation dentist to be in proximity or close to an, a, another dentist with experience because you can go to their office not necessarily shadow, but I mean, I always do think shadowing is great, but having that rapport and that relationship, it has to come naturally. It needs to form organically. And I think being in physical proximity kind of helps that organic mm-hmm. relationship. Otherwise it's an online Facebook or, or, or whatnot, but sometimes organizations have the, the new dentist programs, right? Like the ADA mm-hmm. or maybe your state dental society might have that. I definitely think um, when you're new, I would I would start first probably by looking around in the area and then also online and attending your state dental society meetings and getting plugged in. I really think it's important yeah. to be involved with organized dentistry. Many people are disenchanted mm-hmm. with organized dentistry, but I think we lose the big picture. The big picture is that organized dentistry helps keep our profession protected and have a strong mm-hmm. lobby and not deteriorate, deteriorate like it did for medicine. So mm-hmm. I think it's really important to stay involved in organized dentistry to some capacity, but also form those relationships. For sure. And it's important, I think, uh, you know, for dentists to be advocates for themselves in the profession. And and I love what you're saying. But you also, I I mean, just to step in here, you know, the 2080 rule, 20% of the population will do 80% of the work. Don't be the 80% that do nothing and stand by. Don't just sit there and let the other 20% take over. You complain about not having XYZ. Well, where are you? What are you doing to make a difference? Don't complain and don't say, oh, this is happening to our profession if you yourself aren't a part of that change. 100%. Now, you alluded to changes within the profession, you know, in general. And certainly, you know, this is a fast-moving and ever-evolving industry. Um, And, you know, that presents, you know, some new questions and new challenges when it comes to uh, newer dentists deciding, you know, what is the right practice model for them? Are they going to join an established practice? Are they going to start their own? Are they going to explore corporate dentistry? I mean, what would you say to um, a graduate just out of dental school um, as far as how to really determine um, where your niche is and, and and where to really dig in? I mean, some people, um, understandably so, don't necessarily have uh, that completely decided when they graduate. I think really the best thing for you to do as a dental student is to go and observe shadow or work even. Find a part-time job. I was a dental assistant all through college and dental school. And that really helped because I got to see so many different practices. Every practice has a different personality. And every practice has a different way of doing business. And if you don't see, if you don't, it's like dating. If you don't 
experience all these different personalities and how are you going to know what's best for you? And you don't want to waste time and you don't want to make those mistakes after the fact. If you want to be successful at a younger age, the more homework you do and the more you are proactive about investigation and figuring it out, Mm -hmm. the faster you will be successful. Sometimes it is luck and sometimes it's a fluke that you land somewhere, but it's not all the time. You hear of so many I guess newer doctors saying that they were in a terrible associateship, that they should have never worked there, or they're disappointed. Well, how how yeah. much time did you spend investigating your options before graduating? It's like applying mm-hmm. to colleges. The more time you spend and invest in figuring that out, the better fit you will have, and in better situation you'll be in when it's time to go to work. Yeah. Now I'm going to put you on the spot uh, for a moment. So, you know, we're living in an era in which, you know, the rise of, of DSOs and, and that model is is indisputable. Do you think there's still, you know, as much room as there once was for younger dentists to start their own practice and be entrepreneurial? And what would you advise, you know, students who may be on the fence thinking that, you know, is there really space for this approach anymore? I mean, I just, I talk with, you know, a lot of dentists um, through proximity and and it is a concern, I think, at the top of many people's minds. Um, what does the industry look like to you right now? And do you think there's still on, still opportunity for those dentists who, who do want? to be entrepreneurial and open their own practice. There's always opportunity. And I'm going to start with this story. The brand Aesop Soap, mm-hmm. this, they just sold for $2 billion. It's a soap company. How many mm-hmm. soaps are on the market? <laughs> yeah, true point. Right? Yep. A gazillion. There's no barrier to entry. There's so many soap yeah. companies, yet they just sold out for $2 billion. My point yeah. being, who cares? It doesn't matter. You you need to create your own lane. You want something, you yeah. do it, you go after it, you make it happen. It doesn't matter. You make your own opportunities. That is my full Absolutely. belief. And if you work hard and you're good at it, you will be successful. And and that's the thing is success isn't overnight. And you can't sit here and be afraid and be paralyzed. In, and you can talk yourself out of every situation. You yeah. are hardwired to avoid risk dentists especially yeah, we're our own we're our own worst enemy. That, so you you regard. really can't just sit there and worry about it if you want something yeah. then do it you know and and, yeah. and if it's not going as well as you hope then go get help to help you right but don't yeah. not do something because you don't think there's an opportunity there's always opportunity we live always. in a land of opportunity women mm-hmm. in other countries can't even go to school can't even to be a doctor is far-fetched like ludicrous it's in another orbit or or stratosphere right and we live in a country where women can do anything you can do anything so my wholehearted answer is that question of is there space for me of course there's space for you it doesn't matter if there's corporate dentistry it doesn't matter if there's another dentist on my street, on my side of the street alone, five dental practices. And we all did great. Yeah. And we mm-hmm. all helped each other. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Uh, now, you know, as a quick follow-up, uh, you know, a lot of dentists, um, 
they come out of school, school prepares them so well clinically. Uh, but we all know that most dental schools don't offer much, uh, generally speaking, in the way of preparing you to run a business. What would you suggest uh, younger dentists out of school do to kind of hone those skills and prepare for potentially owning or in any case managing a practice? Okay. What would you what would you recommend? There? I've thought about this a long time, Dan, and this comes up a lot. Everywhere I go, yeah. every every podcast, every webinar, every live event, every practice management speaker, oh, dentists don't learn this in dental school. You don't learn this in dental school. And I, I've been hearing it for 20 years, and I'm fed up with it. I'm mm -hmm. fed up with it. <laughs> you know, it's an excuse. Okay, you know. Okay, now you know, right? You're If you listen to all these things and you go to events and you hear it over and over, then what are you going to do about it? Just sit there and be like, oh, I didn't get taught, so I'm not going to know it. What, do you, what are you going to do about it? Yeah, you have to take your own destiny into your hands. No, but, you know, listeners, listen to this. You have Google. You have Ask Google. You have Ask Alexa. <laughs> Easily. We have Chat GPT A now. Whatever. I don't even know what that is. But you can <laughs> just easily teach yourself. My children, ages 8 and 10 teach themselves how to use a freaking iPad. I don't know. Like, I didn't mm -hmm. teach them how to do it. They learned how to do it on their own. They're 8 and 10. If you really, really want to learn something and you really, really want to know something, you can do it on your own. You don't even need to go to business school. I didn't go get an MBA. Yeah. I don't need, I don't think I need an MBA to do what I want to do, right? Like, so yeah. listeners, Get on Amazon audiobooks, whatever. Get your hands on every business material. How to be a leader, leadership, you know, business for dummies, whatever. Get your hands on anything and everything and start reading and start listening and start teaching yourself because it's not going to be given to you on a silver platter. I'm really sorry to say that. No one's going to be like, here, here's the curriculum. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> that's so great. Um, shifting gears here a little bit, you know, this is the dental marketing mix. Um, obviously, I run a marketing agency for dental practices. Um, and I know you mentioned at the outset um, that, you know, the world looked a lot different when you started your practice. There wasn't the emphasis on SEO. You know, search wasn't really the thing that it is now. The Internet was in its infancy. Um what though, you know, as you grew your practice and now as you talk with other business leaders in dentistry and other dentists in the field that are running their own practices, what are some of the um, key opportunities that you would suggest uh, dentists dig into to promote their practice and, and generate new patients? What do you see as particularly promising right now? Social proof. Social proof. Yeah. Your digital platform is your business card. And I hate to say it, social media has a time and place for everything, and it just really depends on how you use it. But everything from YouTube to TikTok to Facebook to Instagram, it really depends on your practice, right? So you shouldn't do things willy-nilly, strategize with your expert marketing agency, such as yourself. What is your, are you treating geriatric patients? Well, if your practice is 80%, 60 and above, chances are they're not going to be on TikTok. You know, like yeah. you might have to really double down on Facebook or wherever they might be. Mm -hmm. uh, if your practice is all about 
celebrity smile makeovers and young cosmetics and a lot of Invisalign, hey, the TikTok world and the Instagram world might be your jam. But it just yeah. depends on what you're offering. Like if, if you're offering a smile makeover and, and it's all about pictures and, and images, then you need to you mm-hmm. need to use that to your advantage and, and then also not just social media but LinkedIn as far as a professional platform. Yeah. A lot of doctors don't yep. have LinkedIn and that's really important real estate. And not just from um patient acquisition standpoint standpoint, yeah. but as a position of setting yourself as the expert, right? You want yeah. to stand out in your community as the expert dentist. So you need to use yeah. all the modes of communication to set yourself up as the expert dentist in your community. And that means having a LinkedIn yeah. profile because chances are your corporate patients are all on LinkedIn. And yeah, whether enough. you're updating them on the latest CPR techniques or the techniques you're learning, or maybe you have a new laser machine, whatever it may mm-hmm. be, technology and procedures are always really well received, but also organic in your team. Team culture is another yeah. thing I want to emphasize 100%. because it's very important. And a lot, a lot of dentists and business owners put emphasis on the team culture. And you really yeah. need to focus on your team culture because it's a competitive world. In the world we live in right now, I would say, versus the world I came from, nowadays, everyone wants to be self-made and everyone wants to be their own boss. Everyone wants their own job that's there in their control, meaning they clock in and clock out. They don't want to be micromanaged. If you go and look on all those social media, there are people like, oh, well, you can, you know, drive Uber and turn this and this off and do it on your own time. You can sell cosmetics and still be a mom. I gave up teaching because I can have a million dollar business selling lipstick. Oh, I can sell hair products and I'm a student and I just paid all my tuition and I'm loan free. (laughs) You're going to get bombarded with that all over social media. So now where are all these people that would want a nine to five job? They're not coming knocking on your door applying. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, recruitment is such a huge issue right now uh, in in oral health care. It's so hard. Um, I know at least here in North Carolina, I mean, the the shortage of dental hygienists and hygienists that have exited the field and even dental assistants, it's just very challenging environment. It right is now. very so challenging. It is very challenging. Yeah. And so you have to treat your team well. You have to pay them yeah. well, okay? Mm-hmm. And you really need to work on team culture because the patients see it too. The patients yeah, will, will see it as well. And they don't want to come into an environment that's hostile. They're already feeling... Right scared and nervous to be there so you want to create a warm welcoming loving roll out the red carpet i am here for you environment if you want people and patients to seek you out what are the services it's a feeling it's an emotion Mm -hmm. it's not oh dr yum can put on a crown and it is perfect because the margins (laughs) are they don't know it's about personality it's about how how you receive them and how you take care of them and the people that feel that you take care of them they're going to always emotionally connect with you and they will never leave you yeah 
Well, we've talked a lot about what it means to practice dentistry and what it means to run a business. And, uh, you know, I I have really enjoyed this conversation. I want to shift gears one last time uh, before we wrap up and talk about work-life balance. And that's something that I know you are particularly passionate about. I know you've spoken on this topic. You've written on this topic. What would you advise uh, younger dentists or really, quite honestly, any dentist uh, to put into place, you know, strategies and tactics they can use to really protect their own mental health, to guard their time, to preserve that important me time and family time. What have you learned over the course of your career? And what do you what do you suggest to folks in mommy dentist and business that that they should do to, to safeguard that? Dan, the answer isn't cut and dry. Really, it isn't. It really depends on who you yeah. are, the answer. But I'm going to share some perspective or ideas. Mm -hmm. It really depends on your personality. What one person can handle, somebody else might not be able to, right? So like for me, I'm all fire. I will ski down the mountain backwards with my hair on fire and I'll still be okay. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to see that. uh, You know what I mean? Like it just depends on your personality (laughs) and how how much you can take on, right? But I want to say that one, again, going back to don't compare yourself and your life happens in seasons. Every season, yeah. every every day isn't perfect, right? And mm-hmm. every month isn't perfect. Every season in your life isn't perfect. And you have to have a little bit of ebb and flow. You can't be so rigid. And you need to give yourself some slack, right? At work, we're so perfect from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. or however long your workday is. As a dentist, we have to be perfectionists. We have to perform to the hundredth degree to the hundredth level we are on so anything that happens outside your operatory outside your office you will be imperfect and you have to be okay with that and you have to embrace that are you going to drop the ball yes are you going to show up at your trainer on the wrong day and wrong time yes are you going to send your kid to the um, birthday party with your husband on the wrong day and wrong time yes are you going to mess up the schedule and you're 30 minutes late to a zoom call Yes, because you're not perfect course, yeah. and you can't you can't put that on you all that stress because at the end of the day all of that stress it breaks down your body, it breaks down your cells. That's how you get sick, right? So yeah. balance is really what you make of it. Nobody's perfect, but a trying to achieve a healthy lifestyle for me, that's most important, trying to be healthy in my life and showing that to my kids, eating right, sleeping Absolutely. right, working out, and, and then turning off the the phone when I need to, being present, be, being aware, drawing boundaries, saying no, yeah. saying no to people and not just I'm not talking about negative and toxicity. I'm talking about tasks. If people are constantly asking me, oh, can you come to this gala? Can you come to this fundraiser? Can you um, come to this event or this rock and roll marathon? Can you come do that? I I have FOMO too. I want to do it all. I want to go everywhere and I would do everything, but I have to put some boundaries and say, I'm sorry, I can't put this on my calendar. Maybe next year. Yeah. And having yep. a little bit of that and, and knowing that your people who surrounded you, like your husband or maybe your kids or whoever, who are the most important people and pillars in your life and making sure that those connections are solid before you start giving yourself away to others. 100%. It's so smart. Um, you know, we've covered so much here today in just, you know, 30 minutes, but what would you at the end of this conversation want to leave with 
dentists uh, most, particularly those that are just getting into the field and, and maybe are not quite certain about what direction their career is going to take? What would you want to leave those folks with? I would say uh, if you are on the fence and you need help and advice, be careful who you get that from. Okay. Yeah. You can't listen to everyone in the peanut gallery. You have to really discern who's giving you sound advice. Okay. And so align yourself with experts and people who know what they're talking about, right? If you need yeah. marketing help, go talk to Dan. Don't, you know, you're not going <laughs> to call, you know, your college best friend who works in pharma company at Pfizer, you yeah. know, that, that doesn't align so well and there's a lot of there's a lot of snake oil salesmen out there well yeah but i'm just uh, yeah exactly so be careful who you're getting your info your 411 from and be discerning and go for it and don't let fear hold you back because if you two years from now look back and you think oh i could have done that what was i doing you know you know that that's what i'm talking about i'm talking about don't wait so long out of fear because, again, you're going to talk yourself out of it. Not being ready emotionally because something happened like, you know, maybe a parent passed away. Yeah. That's different, right? That That's, again, yeah. that's a different season. But just really kind of discern and don't, don't be so afraid and reach out to people to get help. And you need to spend money to make money. I have come yeah. to see that dentists are penny pinchers. And sometimes to their detriment, and it's I ha- I have no comment. Not helpful. <laughs> don't do that. Please do not yeah. pen- don't don't pinch your pennies, and don't offend people. Okay, people don't work for free. What, what do you mean by that? I think it's very oh, yeah. offensive when dentists try to get advice from other people, and aren't emotionally aware that this expert advice is something you pay for. It's not for free. And I don't think it's yeah. fair, and I don't think that it is professional. Remember, we are all professionals. How would you feel if you, someone always constantly stopped you asking for teeth advice? Your time is your time. Their time is their time. Respect right. other people's time. An hour is an hour. Yeah. So if you yeah. want help and you want professional help, then pay for it. But don't expect it for free. Absolutely. Well, so many good takeaways here. And the one thing that, you know, I'm really uh, struck by that you've you've dug into in so many ways today is, you know, the importance of just, you know, taking that first step and taking that leap. And, you know, there are so many opportunities in dentistry and, and any field for that matter where, you know, we're not ready. And, you know, at some point, you just have to go for it. You just have to take that first step and, and go for it. And I love, uh, you know, your advice on really just seizing that opportunity and moving forward. So, uh, Dr. Yum, I cannot thank you enough for being on this first episode uh, with us today. And I sincerely hope that I'll be able to have you back on sometime in the future. And if you'll have, oh my it, gosh, um, I'd love I to, love I'd love to be back. But thank you for having me. And you know, awesome. I'm yeah. sure that your listeners, I, I'm a, I'm a mom, so I'm all about the tough love and I am a tiger mom my poor kids and it's sometimes about tough love (laughs) and and you may not want to hear it but someone's got to say it someone's got to tell you but it all comes from a place of love and that's what's really important so before we wrap up uh, mommy dentists in business um, what can you tell our listeners about that and how do people get involved uh, if they're interested mommy dentists in business is an online 
private Facebook group and uh, we're happy to have anyone that fits the bill. It Technically, when I started five years ago, you had to have been a, uh, you were a practice owner, but we saw that many practice owners would sell and then become associates, but that didn't mean that they didn't have value, right? So the in-business yeah. part is in loose terms, but you have to be a mother and someone mm-hmm. needs to call you mom and mm-hmm. you need to be a dentist. So those are the two qualifiers that we require in order for you to join. Okay. Cool. That's awesome. And where do folks go to, to find out more or, or sign up? You can find us everywhere, Facebook and Instagram, particularly. Uh, those are our two most used channels. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Yum. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it and how much I've enjoyed this conversation. Uh, and again, Same. to our listeners, this is episode number one. I hope you'll join us again. And, and I hope, Dr. Yum, you'll join us again. And I, I, I just can't thank you enough. Thank Absolutely. you so much and, and take thank care. Thank you for having me. All right. All the best. Yep. Bye. Thanks for joining the Dental Marketing Mix. Brought to you by Dentalscapes. Visit dentalscapes.com for a free strategy call and learn how to take your dental practice to the next level.